Women in Wellbeing is an Evans Center podcast, highlighting emotional well-being and mental health through Jewish sources and interviews with experts and activists. Our host, Karen Muller-Jackson, is a certified Matan Marala Halakha, Jewish educator, writer, founder of Kifun Lashirut Guidance Program for Religious Girls, and creator of Power Parsha. Just as the mikvah waters create the opportunity for renewal, we hope the insights shared here will serve as a springboard for discussion and rejuvenation. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Eden Center Women and Wellbeing podcast. This month, we will be talking not only about women's well-being, but about couples' well-being. In honor of Rosh Chodesh Adar, we will be talking about increasing happiness in our marital relationships. Related to Adar, the Talmud teaches that Mishanichnas Adar Marbin Besimcha, when the month of Adar begins, one increases rejoicing or happiness. Increasing happiness is something which is now researched and measured. Positive psychologists like Martin Seligman and Talben Shachar have shown that in many cases we can take steps to increase our own happiness, whether it's in our work, on ourselves, or in our relationships. We can all use a bit of increased happiness these days. After I share a few sources about happiness with you, I am excited to be talking with a wonderful psychologist couple, Dan and Dossie Jacobson, so stay tuned. What is the point of focusing on happiness at certain times more than others? Rashi explains that the reason one should increase feelings of joy in the month of Adar is because it commemorates great miracles which happened at this time to the Jewish people, namely being saved from Haman and, of course, the Purim holiday. Remembering the Purim miracle inspires a feeling of gratitude and happiness. So one way to increase happiness is by expressing gratitude. In fact, this is something that Dr. Tal Ben-Shahar writes about as well. When we start a conversation with our spouse at the beginning of the day or after a day of work, if we begin with expressing gratitude to them or a kind word about something they have done, he shows, he demonstrates that it increases happiness in the relationship. Another time when happiness is emphasized in the Torah is with regard to the Shalosh Regalim. Sefer Devarim commands us, you should rejoice in your festival. How can we command our emotions, command ourselves to rejoice? One approach to this is given by Rambam. Rambam writes, the mitzvah of simcha is carried out through acts of giving, by actions. By giving to others on the Chag, we increase our happiness and the happiness of others. Rambam writes, with regard to giving to our children and our family on Chag, the children, for example, should be given parched grain, nuts, other foods. The women should be presented with pretty clothes and trinkets, according to one's means. The men should eat meat and drink wine. For there is no real rejoicing without the use of meat and wine. While eating and drinking, one must feed the stranger, the orphan, the widow, and other poor unfortunates. Anyone, however, who locks the door of his home and eats and drinks along with his wife and children without giving anything to eat and drink to the poor and those in need does not observe a religious celebration, but indulges in the celebration of his or her own stomach." The Rambam says similarly about the mitzvah of Matanot Levionim on Purim. One should rather spend more money on gifts to the poor than on his Purim banquet and presents to his friends. No joy is greater and more glorious than the joy of gladding the hearts of the poor, the orphans, the widows, the strangers. One who gladdens the heart of these less happy people 
imitates the image of God. These ideas about Simcha brought by the Rambam show that happiness can be increased by giving gifts, giving to others. This is also reinforced by modern psychology today. Gary Chapman in The Five Love Languages, a book we like to talk about often at the Eden Center, talks about different ways that people can express love in relationships. And gifts are one form of language, one way of increasing love and in turn, happiness. Now to get some more practical advice, we will have a conversation with our Eden friends, psychologist couple, Dan and Dasi Jacobson. Dr. Dan Jacobson is a psychologist in private practice specializing in work with teens and young adults. He's the coordinator of the Hadrachat Chatanim course here at the Eden Center, uh, along with Eretz Chemda. Dan made Aliyah from New York in 2005. Dr. Dasi Jacobson is a psychologist in private practice in Jerusalem and Gushetion. A native New Yorker, she made Aliyah together to Gushetion with her husband, Dr. Dan Jacobson, in 2005. Welcome. Dasi and Dan to this month's Women and Wellbeing podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. A pleasure. A pleasure. So the topic of this month's podcast in honor of Adar, which is the month where we increase our happiness or simcha, is dating your spouse. Hopefully the, the goal is to also increase happiness in our relationships and to be mindful of that. Uh, and so... Um, and so when we talk about this concept of dating your spouse, which may be new to <laughs> a new concept to some of our listeners, um, what we mean by this is how a sort of broader question of how we can keep freshness and the romance and the excitement alive in a marriage and ongoing. Um, and so I'm really interested in hearing your, your thoughts and your insights. Um, so we, we'll begin with a sort of uh, simple question, hope possibly, which is, why is it important for couples to have date night occasionally? And what does it mean? What does it mean to date your spouse after you're married uh, or after years of marriage? And how can this enhance a relationship? I'll start with one just uh, kind of uh, caveat, I guess, which is when, when we were asked to join, I, I hesitated for a moment and I was reminded of something I heard probably 30 years ago, um, Rabbi Sachar Fran from Baltimore um, gave a talk about parenting, and he began the talk by saying that his wife begged him before the talk not to give the talk about parenting. They were still young parents at the time. He said, he said, she said to him, you can't go out there and start telling people parent as if you're, you know, as if we're the model parents. So I, I was a little hesitant being being the model couple for dating for <laughs> dating, but it does happen. It does happen to be uh, as uh, as you know that we have this uh, nice tradition ongoing of our uh, what our daughter calls Wednesday, yes. our Wednesday morning. Uh, <laughs> Our Wednesday morning outing together. So for us, it's actually date morning, but date morning, not date night. <laughs> so, that's, uh, that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> so that so you know that's that's at least part of why we're here because we uh, we have that little bracha in our life, and so we have experience with that over. It's been almost uh, almost a decade, I think. Uh, yeah, we figured out done. last night that it's been about ten years since we started. Uh, 
going out on Wednesday mornings. So, so, so again, I would say, yeah, go ahead. Out of how many years of marriage? 26 and a half. So, wonderful. <laughs> so, so for us, I mean, we're, we're fortunate. We're, we're self-employed. So we're our own masters and our own slaves. Um, so we have, we have the flexibility, which not every couple does of being able to, you know, carve out, carve out time that way. Um, but I, when I, when I was thinking about it, when, which I think is the reason that we can do it in the morning and it, the morning actually for us, specifically works better. Like the evening is very busy. Um, I mean, our kids are getting older, but we still have a couple of kids at home. And uh, I find that going out in the evenings also is something that sometimes is very exhausting for me. So the morning is hopefully a time when I'm more awake. It should be, right? So it's, yes. it's a, uh, so it, it works for us that, that we're able to do that. But people who have a normal nine to five work schedule, probably would have to do date night and not date morning. So, um, yeah. yeah. So for, for, for me, the, the idea, you know, the general idea goes all the way back. We met with a couple of, uh, a couple of rabbis when we were um, engaged, just for marital guidance, advice, thoughts. And one of them talked to us about, uh, about continuing to get to know each other and about something along the lines of, uh, of uh, setting times to be able to uh, to to go out and spend spend time together, um, probably about um, twenty years ago, um, the the shul that I was working at, we invited a person who had written a book, right? I think it was uh, a book, kind of on this topic about keeping your marriage fresh, and and he. They took it very seriously. They actually had like a hidden uh, secret cottage in Connecticut. This was in New York, <laughs> New York. And for 24 hours every week, they disappeared. And like, wow. I guess hopefully one of their kids knew, knew where they were, but, <laughs> but nobody as far as they just disappeared. And, and I guess, so, you know, those ideas were there somewhere in the background. But for me, and this is one of the things when we were, when we were kind of talking about things, uh, uh, yesterday, Dasi and I, one of the things that I think is meaningful about this for us is that while this couple was like the ultimate in romance and you felt like they were going for like a magical getaway every week. And I think that they were about like 68 years old. They were, old or yes, yeah. correct. So, uh, correct. Yeah. And it was uh, Mamash, Mamash. That's beautiful. so cute. <laughs> uh, and um, but for us, um, there's like the once in a while, you know, the 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 25th uh, anniversary trip to Switzerland that, that was that was canceled by Corona. So <laughs> yeah. that was going to be like uh, you know a magical magical time away together. Like wow, um, and you know sometimes if we go away for the night uh, night somewhere one, once in a while, that that's more in that direction. For for me, I think for us, this is more it's more a part of the flow of life. It's not like a, like, oh my gosh, you know, a romantic Wednesday morning. It's more, you know, part of the regular, healthy, happy flow of, uh, flow of marriage. Um, wow. I, I want to add, like, I think that it's really, it's really good for our connection and also for just our time. Like 
to have together, meaning I think that a lot of couples who are busy, like life is very busy. I mean, I think life is very busy for us, but I see with my friends, like life is busy for everyone. It's not, uh, and, and we're involved with a lot of people and we also get to see the intimate aspects of a lot of people's lives. And many, many people are very busy. And often I think people don't realize how much they're juggling or and how normal it is to be juggling so much, too much, you know? And also I think like, as we get older, so on the one hand, we have more agency, like we have more choices, right? We're more in charge of ourselves. On the other hand, we have more obligations. We have children, we have growing children. Sometimes we have grandchildren, we have aging parents, you know, for younger couples, those things might not be as much of a concern, right? But for but but for young couples also, juggling small children, not sleeping, you know, um, you know, being up in the middle of the night, um, um, schedules that get knocked over by a week long flu of a young child who has 105 fever for eight days, or or um, in this era, like sure, and studies for sure, like all, all different things, right? Many, many couples end up unintentionally being like two ships passing in the night. And it's very hard to find time to just talk about things. So for us, I feel like if we miss our Wednesday, so then like if we miss it for a week, okay, you know, like we're flexible, right? But if we miss it for like three weeks because of things that are going on, you know, um, recently Dan's parents were here for three months and it was wonderful to have them. And it was also very challenging. And in the beginning, when they were here, when we were just figuring out exactly how to manage everything. So like, we didn't go out for the first, let's say three weeks, but then like, I think I, and we, we really miss it, you know, and it becomes a time where sometimes it's just fun. And it's just like sitting over a cup of coffee, which is my best um, choice. Or, I'm so with you. <laughs> <laughs> walking tour with Dan's walking tour book from Yad Ben Svi, which is Dan's best choice. Um, but um, um, and always it involves coffee though, because sometimes it's walking with coffee and sometimes it's sitting with coffee. Right? So, um, so uh, um, even though Dan is a decaf guy, so uh, it's uh, you know like I, I'm a caffeine person, right? So um, um, but um, so sometimes it's like something big is going on, you know, we have to help one of our kids through something hard, um, or um, we're trying to figure out how to solve a certain problem, um, or we need to plan the kids' summer plans, and like, that will be the topic of, of the morning, and often it's just like choosing about ideas, or, um, you know, figuring out the pre-Pesach or, or whatever meaning it, it it can it can be just simple connection and fun and it can be a time for logistics you know a time for like uh, dealing with things we specifically do we are in the same field as like I'm sure that you said in the bio right so <laughs> so um, we're in the same field but we specifically do not talk shop at all during this um, during this daytime like we have a different time during the week that we spend like 45 minutes like if we need to consult about something that's professionally related, because we found a long, long time ago that because we're in the same field, it could like spill out into every free moment. And it's, we didn't think that that was so good. So like, we just set a certain time, which is like, I guess another date, just like eating sandwiches in the kitchen at lunchtime, right? Yes. But that's like a that's like business. Meeting, right? So, so, right? so let me just cut in and, and just, um, just to expand on this, because this is also one of my questions. And by the way, while you were speaking, I came up with a few more questions. So, so hang in. Um, but you, Dan and Dasi, you are both 
um, you're both psychologists and you are basically a psychologist couple. Uh, and so you spend a lot of time thinking about this. And I guess one question I'm listening to you and I'm wondering is um, how much do you think you have, um, you've been, you know, relatively committed to Wednesday um, because of where you're coming from in your careers and how you're much more mindful. How, how much are you seeing that other couples or friends, you know, how, how do you, do you have a sense of, is it harder for other people, you know, or do you think it's just about like anything in life, just about commitment? So I think a big part of it is like having the idea and then making the time. Like, I think when we first started doing this, I did not think we would do it every week. Like it's the kind of thing that you think, okay, we'll do this for a month and then we'll stop because like life is so busy and it, it's kind of like all the things you want to do, like you want to exercise, but you need to make the time and you want to, right? Like you want to eat healthy, but then you need to make time to cut the salad, right? So like all of those things, like I never thought we would look back and say, wow, we've been doing this for 10 years. Um, I think that, um, I think maybe a lot of people don't realize how, um, how, how good this could be uh, to just know that you have an hour or two during the week where you're just going to sit with your spouse. Now, obviously, we've had times where, you know, a kid came along, like one of our children is in ninth grade this year, and it was like serious adjustment, especially because ADD and uh, real miscarriage, like a dorm yeshiva high school, like after two years of no school because of Corona, you know, and yeah. like, like day, there were a couple of Wednesday mornings that were totally hijacked by the adjustment issues. And it was funny because like the third week of sleeping at home Tuesday night, because, you know, B'nai Kiva coming home and whatever. And then, and then, I, you know, and then we're bringing him along again to convince him that school's a good thing, uh, you know, for yes. ice cafe and a muffin, you know, near his school in Efrat. And then he's like, I, I'm not supposed to be on your date. He, you know, like, <laughs> we, we, not yes. to and he really loves ice cafe. Like it's not, um, you know, it's so, um, like the kids have a concept of it, but I'm saying, I, I think that really a lot of people don't realize how good this would be for them, but it would probably be good for, for every couple. It's just, it's a matter of figuring it out and, and, and fitting it in. And like Dan said, I think it might, the, the piece that it might be easier for us on the left, like from our professional perspective is just that we're the masters of our own schedules, right? So, so like, it's not like, oh, we have to figure out something at 8.30 at night after everybody's kind of settled um, to, to, to start taking ourselves out or like hide somewhere in the house. We actually can leave the house at a time when no one else is home. And that's a pretty big deal. So I think that that's like, that's one piece, you know? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think in terms of the connection of it to what we do professionally and what we see, um, we work with a broad, you know, wide variety of you know, issues in the office. Neither one of us are, are couples therapists, but we work with a wide variety of issues. And, and we work of, with a lot of adults, for sure. And marriage comes up. Yeah. yeah. So, and yeah. and levels, you know, levels of what the issues are. But in general, as psychologists, we're working with, uh, when we're talking about relationships, it's with problems that are there and how to work through and get past a relationship. This piece, I mean, it could be used by people, uh, by couples who have, you know, real tensions or issues that they're struggling with in their relationship in a strong way as a time to sit and talk through stuff. But I think primarily, you know, for us, and I think for most for most people, the value of it is not so much, you know, getting through real problems, but for couples who are doing fine. But it just, 
makes a real difference between it's fine, but we're not as connected as we could be and not as in sync as we could be versus um, versus being, um, you know, versus versus having having more of that. Um, one, yeah. one of the things that comes to mind, it comes to mind in a different realm as well, but um, many of the listeners are familiar with Chapman's Five Languages of Love, um, uh, that people have their their own uh, their own love ways of expressing and ways of, ex of experiencing uh, being being loved. And I think a number of those really are things that um, are specific to individuals, which ones speak to them more, but also everybody needs pieces of each one. Um, and so if it's about uh, about about gifts, so if you have a couple where every year of Shabbos, the husband buys his wife uh, flowers and uh, wife, uh, you know, gets her husband something that he loves or makes something that he loves or or the reverse, if you want to be egalitarian or whatever <laughs> it is, um, the the um, you know, it's not a wow moment, but it's something which as a kind of ongoing ritual you know, winds its way into the fabric of the marriage and makes a difference. And the same is true with intimacy, uh, which is there can be wow moments in intimacy, but it's also something which just provides an ongoing contribution to the satisfaction and feelings of love that are there in, in a marriage. And I think the same thing is true here, which is really we're talking about one of Chapman's languages of love, which is quality, quality time, time together. And so it just kind of provides like many other languages of love can, that piece of just kind of in the background quietly contributing something to the to the level of where things are at in the relationship. I think also like if you have something to talk about, like if we have something that we know that we need to talk through, well, there's there's always going to be Wednesday. Like it's it's really something that's so steady and always there that there's no urgency of like, uh oh, when are we going to figure this out? You know, like we'll figure it out on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a good day. It's the middle of the week. <laughs> you know, yeah. and and it, it it there's not like lachats from Shabbos. You know, it, it's uh yeah. it's it's not it's like starting nice week and getting to fifteen. So <laughs> it, it just it happens to be that it also just like at least for us it like works well. And yeah. I feel like just knowing that it's there is a really big deal. Yes. Um, yes. I have friends who do Thursday night date night, but yes, it, it, whatever works. So this leads me to um, another question, which is, does, you know, do, you described going have going on Wednesday for a walk, going out either for coffee, for a walk. Um, should you change it up occasionally? And especially during the past two years where we've had the challenges of COVID, there's been some really, you know, this, this probably has impacted, you know, how far can I walk during a lockdown? And everyone is home. I can't just walk out, but how do I spend quality time together at home when everyone is home and <laughs> there's almost no, you know, routine anymore. Um, so, so I think that that's uh, one piece that I would love for you to discuss because here we are still not quite in, you know, still kind of challenged with the people at home, people in quarantine, pandemic aspects of the pandemic. The other thing which is interesting is it sounds like it works great for both of you to have your Wednesday morning. What about couples who are not less in sync? You know, one's a night owl, one's a, one's a morning person, um, opposites attract. And, um, and I'll just throw out one more question for you to think about, which is um, you mentioned that sometimes when you have something to talk about, uh, a child who's having a hard time, 
Um, I, you know, I often wonder whether there should be some things that you just don't talk about on your date, because if it's something that you keep worrying about and coming back to, maybe it's, it's sort of um, intruding too much on the quality time together. And so I'm just throwing out those questions. Feel free to, <laughs> to take any of them in any order and discuss any of them. So, okay, so I guess I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the, 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 um, the, the COVID piece. Um, so for, for sure, like the last two years have been super challenging. During the lockdowns, we had anywhere between 10 and 13, 14 people living under one roof. At times we had four generations under one roof. Um, you know, and then it was like all scary because like grandparents and like in the beginning when we just didn't even know what Corona really was and, and like being careful and, and plus the 150 meters thing. And obviously in the first lockdown for weeks, we didn't go out. At that time, we were only working remotely. Um, after the first lockdown, they made psychology on um, essential work. Yeah. So like then, yeah. since then, we've been yeah. working in person. And we've also always had um, a ready reason that we could go to Jerusalem because we were essential workers. So like it was, uh, or that we could drive around. We're, so then we could- apply the whip of coffee on our psychology <laughs> <laughs> we actually didn't do that, but I'm saying like we we could. So it was like a it was like a different it was a different story. But during the during the lockdowns, so we couldn't go out, um, and especially during the lockdowns when there was like a limit to like the 150 feet, the 150 meters thing. Sorry, uh, you know Dan figured out like uh, as the crow flies 150 meters route that was just like looping around the block over and over. Again. I think that we we actually still did try to do our Wednesday mornings like. If the weather was nice, we could be in the we could be in um, the garden, um, and just like have coffee there. And it was a little bit quieter there, um, but it was like it was really different. Um, once you were allowed to travel, but you couldn't go out anywhere. So we do have some Wednesday mornings where like friends will join us. Like we have certain friends that we meet always in June, or you know other friends that we meet Ali on the same flight, and we meet for our Aliyah anniversary. So yes. like. Some of those times did pass during lockdowns. First, I think the first time when the lockdown was lifted and we were allowed to travel, um, and but we still were working remotely, like we weren't yet working in person. I think the first time that we went to Jerusalem was for was for Wednesday morning, and I like I sent a picture to the family WhatsApp group in America with the sign Jerusalem, whatever it was. Seven <laughs> yes, was like, yes. For the it first time. A, very, a very special one, definitely. Okay, so you got creative. Okay. <laughs> so I'll, I'll say something about the about one of the other questions, um, which is, um, look, I'm I'm good at creating routine, and Dasi compliments me on my my hatmada being able to you know do the same you know exercise uh, workout in the evening for like the last uh, you know 20 something years, years or whatever yeah. it is and and, uh, and also makes fun of me for being rigid so so we've I think we've gotten a good balance with this which is on the one hand we're we've gotten it enough locked into the routine that it happens and at the same time we've been and we've had you know certain very basic know, rules but kind of directions that we don't really for the most part you know uh, discuss uh, discuss work um, but other than that we've we've been we've been pretty you know kind of loose and flexible about it and so um, both in terms of the timing meaning that there's some weeks where it was just clear that it was really not going to work and so we haven't bent ourselves into a pretzel you know that we have to make sure to go out like if, you know we miss sometimes we miss sometimes 
And, it, and some of those times, it? like also, if we could do like a 20 minute coffee in the kitchen, like that counts, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, um, and, yeah. And, um, and also in terms of the, of the content, you know, um, you were asking about, you know, talking about issues and stuff like that. So I think each couple has to figure it out for themselves. But for us, um, it's worked out well and kind of naturally. Um, usually it's more light or, you know, less dealing with issues or problems or the like. Yeah. But, yeah. but when there's, um, uh, oh, one of my, uh, one of my uh, rabbis teach, uh, wives said that uh, a parent is as happy as their least happy child. Yeah. So, yeah. so when you're, uh, you know, okay, when so I don't actually think that that's like a good <laughs> statement. I'm just going to put that out there, but Dan's going to say something about it anyway. So right? the, point, the, point is, <laughs> the point is that if you have a kid who's really going through something or other, so it's on your minds anyway, and it has to be uh, dealt with. And so some couple might decide better to deal with it some other time. But for us, it's worked uh, on those occasions to, to at least you know, for part of the time to yeah, talk about we've it. We've been good about saying, okay, we'll spend like a half hour talking about this, you know, yeah. and it's with the normal ebb and flow of life. Like, I think that one of the things that's important, and even one of the reasons that I like, I'm so happy to talk on this podcast is that I think that it's so important to normalize that life has an ebb and flow and everybody has struggles, everybody. And actually, it's totally true that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? <laughs> and, 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 but being real about that, that like everybody struggles. And like, even if you're a psychologist, like you might think about relationships and have the guidebook to like how to have a happy marriage and how to raise your children written in your head and know how to dish out advice to everybody and it helps. And also everybody struggles, including professionals. And so it's normal to make the space for that. And also to be able to say, okay, we have two hours, this half hour, we'll talk about this, but to like notice when the half hour passes and say, okay, now we're just drinking our coffee, right? Or now we're walking around Arnona and learning that the streets were paved with the money that would have gone to Arnona, but they didn't have to pay Arnona <laughs> for whatever deal that they had with the city because they were outside the city limits or something like that, right? Now, I think also in terms, yeah, in terms of, right? See, we learned something, right? In terms of your, in terms of your, in terms of your question, um, about does it have to be big? I don't think it has to be big. Like we're pretty no frills. I mean, look, we love a breakfast at the Orient also, but that's very rare. It's very expensive and it's like the best breakfast there is. But like, you know, like that's for like once every three years. You know what I'm saying? Normally we're totally happy with a 10 shekel cup of coffee, maybe, maybe a 14 shekel cup of coffee or a special cup of coffee, right? You know, a caramel latte or something like that once in a while. Um, we do like go out for breakfast sometimes, like every six weeks or something like that. It's not like a cut and dry. It's not like a cut and yeah. stone. Like, you know, we could, we could do that more often, but uh, you know, and it can also be completely free. Um, um, it's, it's meaning like, like I said, there have been times certainly during COVID, but when it wasn't COVID where like it, the thing that worked out best was for us to kind of like drive around and stuff with the accountants and, and like, and like, um, you know, buy a coffee along the way and do a few other errands and have our talking time really be in the car. You know, my parents made Aliyah recently. There was one Wednesday morning where we helped them buy a car. You know, we went to the accountant in, uh, in, um, in, in we went to the cafe downstairs from the accountant. We had our, we had our coffee and then we met them at the, the Toyota dealership. <laughs> my father was negotiating up the price. Dad negotiated. <laughs> Right. Um, yeah. So, um, so um, you know, Love it. Um, yeah. So, um, 
you know, and so I'm saying, and that's okay. Like there's the flexibility to build in, you know, those things as well. And, 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 and I, I think that that's part of why it works for us is that we're able to um, build in that flexibility. I, I will also say that like my, what I said before as a joke, like my best choice and Dan's best choice, like if it was Dan's choice, we would do a walking tour every week. Right. <laughs> and I think we would never do a walking tour, even though I love to walk, right? And I love to do a TO, but I don't want to do that on Wednesday morning. And just to clarify, I had a great uncle, a great uncle who had a who had a very strongly opinionated wife. And he uh, he said uh, marriage doesn't have to be 50-50, it just has to add up to hundred. So just to clarify. I love that. <laughs> So so the the uh just to clarify the, the Wednesday morning dates do not break down 50-50 into <laughs> coffee and walking walking tours. And uh it's actually speaking of languages of love, it's it's um Dasi um Dasi needs quality time and Dasi um kind of spends her life giving to the world uh office, kids, friends, everybody uh, except herself. So it's my one opportunity to actually like kind of do something for Dasi, uh, yeah. even though that yeah. makes her uncomfortable that I'm saying that. <laughs> but but uh, to be able to do that is also uh, is also special for, for, for Dasi. It's for both of us. But okay, for but Dasi like we also sometimes go on a walk. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so so it breaks down to like, for sure, at least 80% of the time, it's, right for sure so, um, so, sweet. so sweet really sweet yeah. so um, so um i want to close with one more question and obviously if there's anything you feel we haven't touched on related to this topic that you'd like to add in before we finish um feel free um dan you in particular have taught hatan courses hatan training courses for the eden center which is something that not everyone necessarily has heard of or knows about and is really such an such an incredible and important thing and we're grateful for the eden center uh, raising awareness about this and doing doing this um how do you incorporate these these ideas that we've talked about tonight today into the hatan courses so i i would say Probably the most important thing is the fact that the Chatan courses exist. Just a, a bit of brief history. Um, Eden is kind of a uh, female-centric organization, as it should be, since, uh, since it started with uh, with mikvah. Uh, I mean, there are men who go to mikvah too, but uh, started with mikvah. Um, and so all these good women who were running all these programs, and then the program for Adrochat uh, Kalod, uh, at some point, suddenly I like, looked at each other and said, you know, there should probably be something for the guys too to, to be more ready. And then uh, and at some point, uh, Dr. Naomi Gromit contacted, contacted me and I've been, I've been coordinating it, uh, which has been wonderful. Um, it's, it's partially through our program, but also other ones that have been going on. It's just, I think it's hard to compare uh, this generation to when we were getting married, uh, there was always, you know, hadracha for, uh, for, for guys who were getting married, but it was, you know- It was like, like one meeting. Got, it was like one meeting, right? Was, <laughs> I, I, mine was more than one meeting, but it was definitely like 90% learning halacha. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then there was like, you know, an afterthought of like, you know, a little bit of talk about, relation, about relationships. Mm -hmm. And so the idea that, 
that hadracha should include a serious amount of uh, talking, not less than normal about halacha, but also include an equal amount of talk about other things uh, is, uh, is something which is, which is growing. And I think it's more something that's on people's mind when they get engaged, like, oh yeah, so you know, we'll, both, we'll both go for, uh, for like a meaningful hadracha. And so, but I'm saying this not just as a promo or as background, but that to me, like the idea that before marriage, a guy is going and sitting and actually talking about how to build your marriage and how to make it work and what some of the pitfalls are and how you can make things more special and how you can think about your spouse and all these kinds of things. That's kind of the base for everything we've been talking about uh, tonight. When you come into marriage with a mindset like that, um, then you know the idea of trying to carve out time is much more natural than if you came into marriage as well. Marriage is amazing and exciting and now we're married. Um, in, ter in terms of in terms of specifically, um, we have other people who primarily come in and talk about the content of marital communication and those kinds of things. My role is more coordinating and also talking about more the process of, of how to do the hadracha. Um, but um, but, so, but some of the, mess the, the guys get many messages. Many of them are more like what I was referring to before, you know, on the problem solving side of, how to have good communication as opposed to uh, as opposed to bad, but in, included in that is also uh, is also discussions of of how to create uh, cre create things in all these realms, intimacy and also in in time together that will uh, that will benefit the the marriage. So it's something that more guys are coming into marriage, um, you know, with that with that in mind. I think also just like increasing your connection by being able to just know that you're going to have time together, that also creates intimacy and it creates commitment and it it, it it allows for vulnerability and, you know, all the things that are that are things that um, help to build healthy relationships, um, you know, and relationships that continue to grow. And so I, I think that that's like, you know, a lot of thought goes into the Khatan courses, like I see it from behind the scenes, uh, into the Khatan, uh, the Madrichay Khatanim courses, and they spend a lot of time talking about communication and building marriage, and it's like so important, yeah. So important, and we're very, we're very grateful to have both of you and the Eden Center doing all this fantastic programming and and providing this resource. So really, I just want to say a big thank you for joining us and um, let you go back to your families. And I hope you enjoy this week's Wednesday. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And yeah, and thank you. And if uh, you know, if one or two couples who are listening uh, decide to start their own little uh, tradition or even trying it out for a month, then it'll uh, it'll have been worth it. So, they should let us you. know. They should write in and let us know. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. This podcast is hosted by the Eden Center, whose goal is to reinvigorate the ancient female ritual of mikveh as a sacred space for women and use it as the natural platform it is to connect to Jewish women's health, well-being, and healthy relationships, enhancing Jewish women and family life. We invite you to visit our website, www.theedencenter.com, to learn more about our work in making mikveh relevant, welcoming, and meaningful.
This episode is a product of the Adam Center. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider sponsoring a podcast in dollars or shekels at bit.ly backslash E-D-E-N-P-O-D. Additionally, give us a five-star rating, share this podcast on social media, and encourage others to subscribe.